Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. We want to talk to you about a a subject here today. I'll tell you what caused me to really want to do this. Uh, it was because of a conversation that I'd heard some time back. And uh, I heard some folks talking, and one person said, name something, and they said, I'll tell you, I just could not live without this certain thing. And another person said, well, you wouldn't want to, but you could live without that. And the other person said, no, I really don't think I could. I really don't think I could live and survive without that. So that made me want to talk to you about that today. And what my title is going to be today is I want to talk to you about three things that I can't live without. Three things that I can't live without. Now, I want to say this before I even start. All of these things I'm going to mention to you, I am, well, there's a few of them here I am against, but most of these here, I don't think they're sin or wrong at all. I'm just going to give you these three categories that is broken down here. Uh, And I I researched this and looked and seen what certain people said they could not survive without or live without. Uh, The first category was computers or internet or smartphones. Now, I want to say right off the bat, I have all three of those. I have a computer, I have the internet, and I have a smartphone. And I think none of those are sinful if used in the right way. I do think you must be very careful uh, with all three. And, uh, you know, we, we just have to guard ourselves and be careful that we don't look at something or listen to something that's would be sinful or hurtful to us. So I just thought that was amazing to hear folks say, I really can't live without it. Now, do I want to live without my computer or my internet or my smartphone? No, I don't. But I can remember when I did not have a smartphone, I had a flip phone. Uh, Actually, you may laugh at this, but I remember back in the 70s, when I first heard about cell phones, I was a traveling evangelist. And I actually uh, had what they call a bag phone. And it looked like a regular house phone, but it was in a huge bag. And it sat in between uh, the two seats in the uh, car. And uh, it was very, very expensive to have and very, very expensive for uh, time to use. So, and I remember the old, uh, the old house phones. I had a wall phone. I've had them a desk phone and and all of those things. I even remember the old uh, dial-up phones. I had one of them. And we had a party line. If you don't know what that means, our party line just meant that if you was talking that there's maybe three, five, six people on that party line and anybody could pick up the phone and listen in waiting for you to hang up, so they could get on the phone. That's a little dangerous, isn't it? I don't want people to hear my conversation. So 
Thank God for private lines. So these are things we, we, we want and we use them and they're important to us, but I think we could actually live without them. This next group I want you to listen to. These were chocolate, pets, music, and Netflix. Well, I like chocolate. I love music. I've recorded uh, one, two, three, four, five albums myself. And uh, it just passed her. Uh, David Miller, and you can look that up on anywhere you can find music. And it's sponsored by Cantor Corporation. So, yeah, I believe, I love music. Uh, Netflix, I don't have. Pets, I had I had pets. I don't now in my older years. So I'm not talking against these things. I'm just showing you what folks think they can't live without. This next one I not only can live without, I do live without, and you don't need to do it either. Uh, the Bible said, wine is mocking, strong drink is raging. Whosoever deceived thereby is not wise. But in this third category, it was wine, ice cream, pizza, television, and electricity. So these are things people have said and made them uh, known uh, that they just feel like they could not live without these three things. Now, there is three physical things also that you cannot live without. I'm talking about your physical body. Number one is oxygen. I mean, you have to have oxygen or you won't live. If you can't breathe and you can't get oxygen into your lungs and and then into your brain, into your blood cells and vessels. You, you can't live without oxygen. Also, food and water. So, these are three things that the uh, human body cannot live without. So, so far, what we've got, we've got uh, three categories of what people say they can't live without. Then we see there's three uh, physical things that we really cannot live without, oxygen, food, and water. But I want to talk to you about three different things this morning. And these things are found in the Word of God and in the Bible. And these are three things that I cannot live without. First of all, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9 and verse 22, the Bible said there, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission. So one thing I can't live without, and that is the shedding of blood or the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And you know, the Bible said even under the law, almost everything was purged with blood. They had blood sacrifices back before Christ came and and died for our sins. And as the Bible said, he became our sacrifice once and for all. So thank God for that. But even then, uh, it was blood sacrifices that was given. But now we know that Jesus Christ 
born of a virgin, lived a short life, and then after that was crucified and buried and resurrected. Thank God for that. And today he is sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and me. So without the blood, the reason I say, number one, the blood, why would I say I can't live without the blood of Jesus? Okay, number one, my life would only be in this temporal state. I, I don't have to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. I don't have to accept his shed blood. But if I ever want to make it to heaven, I do. And I hope that you feel that same uh, sort of happiness and that same uh, confidence that his blood was shed to cover a multitude of sin. That's what the Bible said. So what sin did Jesus' blood not cover or forgive? I don't know. If you find that answer, let me know because I believe his blood can cover every sin. And if you're listening to me today, you're probably a Christian and you know this and you believe it too. But by chance, you're not a Christian. Let me say to you that shaking the preacher's hand, joining the church, and giving of your tithe, and I believe in all of those, but that's not good enough. You've got to repent. You've got to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Let his blood cover your sins. And then you too can be a child of God. So this morning, I thank God for the blood of Jesus. I really do. Amen. Without it, where would I be? I would be lost. And my ultimate uh, eternity would be spent in a devil's hell. And yes, I still believe in that. It doesn't matter how many people tries to go around it and say there is none. You know, like I, I know I have known two or three atheists in my life. Actually, a couple of them have been friends. And uh, one a pastor in our area that's in my fellowship was an atheist until the Lord uh, just appeared to him and began to speak to him and show him. And he'd been an atheist for years, but he turned his life to God, gave his heart to God, and has been pastoring a church now for probably 40 or 45 years. And so thank God for that. The blood of Jesus can cleanse every guilty stain that you and I have. I'm glad for the blood of Jesus. Some people want to take it out of our songbooks, but not me. I still like that song, What Can Wash Away My Sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Thank God for his precious blood. Amen. I, I appreciate every single drop that our Savior shed for me. So that's number one, the blood. We cannot live without, or I cannot live without that. Number two is also found in Hebrews. 
And that's in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. And that one is faith. So I can't live without the blood being applied to my heart and my life. And I can't live without faith. And here's the reason why. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, the Bible says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Him. Now, I don't know if you're getting excited, but I am. Thank God. Now, His blood has covered my sins, but without faith, that process couldn't have took place. Now, I know what the Bible said, by grace are you saved, but it also said, and through faith. So, by grace are you saved through faith. It's the gift of God, lest any man should boast. So, What's it mean without faith? So you have to have faith that Jesus exists. That's what it says. If you're going to please God, you've got to have faith because it's impossible to come to God without believing that He is. Now, first of all, I want you to notice that phrase. You first got to believe that He is. So that's faith that even though you may not have seen Him, you believe that He is or that He exists. And I'll tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said this about Himself when I believe it was Thomas that, that doubted that day and he finally saw uh, Jesus. And when he did, he said, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said words like this, You believe because you have seen but more blessed are they that believe and have not seen. So I've never seen him in a physical form. I never have. But I believe with everything in me that he is and that he exists and that he is alive today. You know, I read on the internet the other day where a, a group of... Um, uh, people that don't believe in God, they said this, and it showed a picture of some of them holding up a sign. And it just simply said, let Jesus return. We'll kill him again. At first, that really saddened my heart, and it still does. But you know what? When Jesus comes back the second time, there's nobody going to kill him, I'm telling you right now. So... I, I don't think he's much afraid of that idle threat, and I, I don't fear it either. Jesus is Lord. So the Bible says you got to believe that he is, and you've got to believe that he is a rewarder, or he will reward them that diligently seek him. I not only believe that he is, but I believe God's going to reward me and you and everyone that will seek him diligently. So we need the blood, we need faith, and the third one is holiness. Don't get afraid of this word. You know, some folks get worried when they hear this word. But it's a great word. It's in the Word of God several times. And I can't live without it. Uh, where am I going to with this? Well, let's look at Hebrews again, chapter 12, verse 14. 
And that verse says, follow peace with all men and holiness without, which no man shall see the Lord. So I got news for you. If you're listening to me today and you hate the word holiness or you don't like any doctrine of holiness, I think you're in some serious trouble, friend. Because the Bible said, holiness without no man will see the Lord. So we must live a holy life. You know, I, I don't think any of us can be holy in and of ourselves. But the Bible does say, be ye holy, even as he is holy. So we're serving a holy God, a righteous God. And I believe that we must follow peace, absolutely. And some people with their holiness are not very peaceful with it. And all it does is bring a negative uh, reaction to those of us that want to preach that doctrine in all of its power and all of its uh, all of its might, but yet with a good spirit. So we got to follow peace, but holiness without no man will see the Lord. So I thank God for holiness. Somebody asked me. Uh, like our church name, by the way, if you don't know our church name, you see PHT in the morning. Well, that's our church name is, is Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle. That's where the PHT comes in. So I am Pentecostal by experience and I'm holiness by choice in my lifestyle. So thank God for holiness. Don't run from it. Don't push it away. You should desire and want to be as much as you can like a holy God. I'm not trying to tell you that you should be self-righteous, but I am telling you you should strive to be righteous. I'm not trying to tell you that you must uh, put your holiness up there as something, but it's his holiness. Thank God for that. You know, the Bible said this, there shall be a way and a highway. And it shall be called the highway of holiness. That's what the Bible said. And he said, no unclean thing will be on that highway. No ravenous beast will be on that highway. I ask you this morning, are you on the highway of holiness? I hope so. I really do. So I'm just going to go back real quickly. We talked about, and they're immaterial really, the things that folks say they can't live without. We know physically we need oxygen, food, and water. That's for this physical body. But for the spiritual man, we need the blood of Jesus Christ, Hebrews 9, 22. We need faith, Hebrews 11 and verse 6. And we need holiness, Hebrews 12 and number 14. You know, I've really enjoyed this uh, episode today. I really have. I hope it's been a blessing to you. And we, we're we only on uh, this podcast. Uh, we're only doing it because we do want to be a blessing to you. And I hope that we have been and that we can. So before I go off this morning, I would just like to tell you, you can follow us on any of your favorite podcast site. And uh, also, if you want to follow our music, you can. And that's just Pastor David Miller. And uh, 
my latest two albums are I've Come a Long Way and I Went Down. All right. God bless you. We'll be praying for all of you. And I hope you have the great rest of your day.